1: Oh, Mr. Sam, tell everybody what's happening to you. Well, <laughs> no. so they can all be sympathetic.
0: Just, you, like, it's like you think I'm fishing. This is I am not I am I'm not having having that. I just said, um I'm hot and then I'm cold and I can't decide. And I was taking my jumper off and putting it back on. And then you said, what did you say? Don't you blame me? Are you me. going
1: through the change, Mr. Sam? Yeah. And yeah, you said, said, Yes, I'm going through the man
0: pause which is terrible and I don't pretend to know I know I, I can only imagine um how you know how it's not nice <laughs> to, to have to to deal with all of the things I've learned um over the course of from your journeys with with uh you know with the menopause and hormone stuff and all that kind of stuff like uh yeah I, I uh yeah it's a, it's a, I get it it's a big deal but I don't get it because I'm a bloke and I'm not okay. going to have to go through it I'm trying I? to
1: get it it's a good job we have got big sis in the house isn't it teaching you all the stuff yeah. Right, um, we're going very Alan Partridge today, and we are talking about um, cooking in prison. No, we're not we? really <laughs> what? it's monkey tennis, no, it's not. We're talking about sober cooking. You look really confused. There. yeah it's like well, it is <laughs> it's when all out, this is year this is years old when Alan Partridge is trying to come up with ideas to because he wants to stay on the payroll at the BBC and he's coming up with ideas for programs and one is cooking in prison. And there's Youth Hustling with Chris Eubank.
0: Oh, I remember. Yeah, of course there is. And doesn't he do an advert? Like, doesn't, um, isn't there a, I'm pretty sure there's a skit somewhere of where Chris Eubank takes the piss and does it. We'll have to see if we can find it, does something. Oh, like that'd it. be awesome. Anyway, um, yes. Cooking alcohol-free, sober cooking. Uh, well, and I think, I think that this is quite uh, seemingly like, like, why you know, why are they talking about that? But actually for many of us, I know a lot of one of my patterns used to be Sunday afternoon, um, spend however many hours cooking for the week or cooking a, a, my dad's like cooking a roast bottle of wine or two or whatever. And it's kind of like a, it's a thing. And then if we're going to, when we're alcohol free, um, you know, obviously we're, we have to kind of fall back in love with cooking again or again and and kind of meet it mm. and see it differently so i think and and, and maybe for a lot of mums it'll be that glass of wine when the kids get home um, and dads you know cooking dinner like when they get back from work like all, all that stuff like the evening evening times is going to have that kind of stuff wrapped up into it as well so i think this is probably something that affects a lot more people than you than you might think what do you reckon i reckon so
1: and i think there's yeah. there's certainly two angles there is the it's a chore. I'm gonna to drink to get through the chore and to make it palatable. And make I think it's palatable. They're... Make it palatable. Oh god, Great yeah. <laughs> uh, we need like we need to have a, a dinger to All ding right. <clears throat> when there's at one of those moments. Uh and the other angle is the like you were saying about the Sunday afternoon thing, it's the um uh, making a drinking occasion out of something that isn't
0: a drinking occasion. <laughs> Yeah, make make yeah, making a meal of it. You might say.
1: Maybe. I was going to say that as well, and I thought that too, that's that's a step. And too that's far, just the starters. You time. were prepared to go there. Oh <laughs> my god! All
0: right, come oh. on, on, to the main event.
1: Ah. <laughs> I'm actually hiding behind the microphone. It's so bad.
0: Uh, I can, if I, fantastic, mate. Quite like puns. Ah. <laughs> uh. 've I've, the power of the puns was so powerful that i've I've literally forgotten what we were talking about uh, please could, please could you start again uh, do you want to
1: talk John do you want to talk about cooking being a chore oh, yeah. or making a meal out of cooking, not making no hang on that is right making meal out well, of
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know what makes sense to you because yeah, yeah i'd love i'd love to go on go let's
1: ahead. Th- th- let's do the latter as the former because before mm. i had kids i used to i did actually really enjoy cooking mm. and fit, well, i've always enjoyed food massively mm. and i used to really enjoy cooking and i would make a big event out of it and was really into the ceremony around it and then at some point alcohol became a component part of that i'm not entirely sure when but, you know, drinking along the way. And then, and then because you can have all kind of, there's different stages of it, isn't there? There's like the, um, you know, the, the kicking it off stage and then the rounding it off stage at the end with, you know, what do you call them? Like port, I used to love port
0: at the end. Well, have you said anything for the last two minutes? You've just been like saying words. Like... <laughs> what are you, what are you talking about? weirdo either i've lost the ability to understand english or no no you are you are making some sense it's true well yeah no, no I I mean, he well,
1: cuz it's it's a whole thing isn't ceremony. it it's like yeah
0: yeah 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 and i mean the thing is a lot of people talk those who love cooking um they very often describe it as an escape something that's like a meditation they find themselves in flow and then mm. i think often you know some people try and use alcohol to provide those same states as well. So they kind of become interwoven together. Do you know what? I think there's a whole, there's many, many things on the alcohol free journey where we, where, where alcohol has become fused with the activity and we've fallen for the false belief or the full, how it seemingly looks, which is that alcohol is the cause of a lot of the kind of reasons why we enjoy doing that thing. Um, Mm. And it's a trick, you know, it's a chemical trick. Um, and this can happen with this can happen in, in with with many different things. And I think a decoupling them um, is actually a very, very powerful thing to do because, yeah, taking some time. Me and me and um, so everything that I used to get from a Sunday afternoon, um, me like me and Rob quite often, I'll be like should we on you know on on sunday afternoon should we cook something together and we'll we'll put a radio show on that we missed during the week or we'll listen to some music or whatever and we might have some alcohol-free drinks or whatever or not and we'll just we'll just cook together and if good songs come on we'll have a dance and we'll have and it's just like it's it's valuable um soul cleansing like time that's doing Mm. something that's great for the week like we're cooking for the week like future sam and future robin are going to be like Cheers, guys, for doing that on Sunday. Because oh, yeah. now when I'm running around like a mentalist on Wednesday and I don't have time, like there's food in the fridge right now because it wasn't me actually, but Rob kindly took the time to do some cooking yesterday. Uh, and she really enjoyed it because she was listening to her book on on Audible or whatever. And, y- you know, it, uh, booze is not a requirement of it. It's not a necessary part of it.
1: You might have to send me some food parcels down.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll... Not sure they'll get there in one piece, um, but you never know, dear.
1: Worth a shot. Worth a shot. Yeah, back in the day, sundays used to be silly sundays. I think we actually coined—I can't remember that was it, something like that. But it
0: Sunday sessions, isn't it? Is the it would one.
1: start off as, um, you know, a, a what what you're describing, like the intention of connection and spending time together and yeah. filling filling up your soul feeding your soul but then it would just turn into uh well silliness which seems silly and fun but actually you you it's just lost time just lost time and then you end up feeling crap ready for monday
0: morning so yeah. that's a big point that's a good point actually and i mean i you know i you know i'm i'm not pointing fingers or anything for friends or family but it it's 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 true that there have been many occasions where if someone has been in the kitchen, or a number of people have, and they've been drinking or whatever. And then when it comes to the main event, right? When it comes to the sitting down to eat, people are—they're not there, right? They're not fully there. Um, you know that—that's um, definitely a thing. <laughs> so so no, if this seems a bit disjointed, Ellie, without any warning, just got up just, and, and just left. went off i thought something word. could happen so i click pause i thought nor- normally there's some kind of hand signal or something um but right. yeah and then you know so i you know it's it's like we've said before like we made that that podcast a while back didn't we about talking about the truth in and around alcohol and connection and how it's it's not helping us connect with anybody are you stroking your imaginary sheep or your sheep imaginary- dog? i think you're uh, stroking an imaginary owl that's what it looks like oh like an owl do you, there's, a,
1: there's yeah, the most gorgeous owl uh, there's a place where I take the kids in the summer uh, over at the King Ravine, and there's an owl called Freddy and he's the most gorgeous bird and the kids uh, this is, god it might even be two years ago now, where I mean because he's big and has very scary talons and the kids were like right up there for, it, the little e-ones right up there for holding Freddy yeah cool especially little noah and it was very impressive to see her hold hold him it's a lovely so little thing.
0: nothing's gonna hold her back is it
1: Eh? no she, uh, yeah she's a fucking force to be reckoned with that girl <laughs> is it power
0: oh my yeah. god she's a little legend yeah. though um she is- just so just just before this thought passes my head the one i think the one thing that i think anyone can do who's had a really um and I know that like we talk about wine going with food and all these kinds of things. And to anyone who's had, who is looking to decouple and mm. from that, and to really, I think it is about asking yourself about what you really love about cooking and reconnecting with it. And, mm. you know, recreating that ceremony, making it special. Um, and you might just be really surprised if you carve out that time and make it sacred time for you. Like foods are really, I think in the, for so many of us, we eat very, very quickly and we're not we're not present you know one thing that I found really amazing about spending some time in an ashram where eating in silence everyone's blessing their food everyone's chewing for 30 to 40 times for every single mouthful like everybody's kind of eating very very consciously and very very mindfully uh is is the is the reverence that 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 they have you know it's like uh you know because it's it's god eating, you know it's, it's god eating god at the end of the day you know it's like there's it's like a, it's it's the energy and the fuel that we feed ourselves with you know we quite literally make these body suits out of the food that we eat so it's important to have this love connection with our food and many of us we're eating food that's kind of coming out of factories that hasn't been made with a lot of love and so if we can take those ingredients and pour love into them that's going to go a very very long way and and actually removing alcohol from the picture allows us to bring a lot more consciousness and a lot more love and a lot more presence into that um and in my experience it can become very very special i'm i'm i know for myself like i've in a way recently been falling back in love with cooking and because i i've struggled with time like running around trying to find time and stuff during the day when we're busy um but if we can find that find that one time a week or whatever to just have a bit of time to kind of cook a little bit of food and, and connect with it. It's, it's powerful. Right. And I think a lot of us have got issues. We had Dalia on talking about gut issues and stuff. And I think some of that comes from the fact that we're, we're not present with our food, both when we're making it or when we're eating it. So this is a real opportunity actually.
1: It is. And particularly early on in the sober journey where We've been abusing the body for so long, and it needs to be repaired. And so what you're putting in there is is really important. It sounds really bloody obvious, but I, I don't think we compute just how important it, it is. And it's all all the basic stuff around like the regularity of eating you know, eating three proper meals a day, starting off with your biggest meal early in the day and then your smallest meal towards the end of the day. And I'm not saying that that is necessarily prescriptive, but there are some kind of general things that if you're not thinking about how you eat and what you're eating, you can can make some very small changes that are going to have a big impact on how you feel. And because we we often see in these like in the alcohol experiment, not so much these days, but I remember in the beginning, oh, there always used to be so much bloody talk about supplements, and people go, "Oh, I'm taking this supplement," and and then people feel that the pull into, "All oh, right, well, the answer to this is I need to take a bunch of supplements." Well, it, it might be helpful to supplement some things like vitamin D, but supplements are called supplements for a reason it's supplementary it's not the the main uh the main course
0: yeah without that foundation to land on. i mean like you know if you want to go talk to someone who knows their stuff and you know someone a dietitian that you really respect or something or someone who really understands supplementation then autumn but as a supplement to a foundational piece and, and that's just you know eating to the best of our ability real food and yeah. it's the, it can go the other way as well like we might not be thinking about food at all and coming from i have a history of thinking about food way too much and trying to kind of control everything and like there's this really lovely sweet spot in the middle where you know 80 percent of the time we're really kind of doing the things that make sense and then 20 percent of the time we're having treats and not panicking about stuff and, yeah. and this kind of having this kind of really balanced look at it and yeah, I think that's a really important part of it. You know, the other thing that occurs to me, mate, is that it, there's another there's another possibility here as well, which is not necessarily just that we're someone who where alcohol and cooking has been very intertwined, but maybe we're someone for whom cooking decent food or whatever has never really made sense because we've been blotto and we've always been grabbing a curry on the way home or whatever. And now, for the first time in my life, we're, we're like, oh, actually, actually, I want to cook. Like, I have some time, and I want to cook, and I want to look after myself. Um, and I think for anyone who's in that bracket, starting off tiny habits, keeping it as simple as you can, go grab yourself a book on one pot cooking or something. Go grab it. Like this is so funny, like talking about JB Oliver, we've never spoken about him on a show, have we? But like some of his stuff, which is like five ingredient meals and stuff as an entry point, that kind of stuff is 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 real food, like easy to do, doesn't take a huge amount of time. And you can build from there. Who knows? Perhaps it will become this huge love where. You're, you know, like my brother, he's like, a, you know, he's got all sorts of weird shit in his fridge and all this because he loves it, because he loves it. Right. And he's he's someone for whom alcohol and food used to be very intertwined. And he he's 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 decoupled a lot of that. You know, he just loves cooking. He just loves cooking for cooking. And he loves you can see that he loves serving food to people. um, And this rolls over, of course, into going out and enjoying food, too. It's all connected, right?
1: It is. But to be able to, as you said, to decouple it and to 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 live in the truth of what it is and what it can be is really powerful. There's a, a lady who I've been working with, just an absolute delight working with one-to-one. And her and her partner are really into uh, cooking and would connect over cooking and drinking before and now. They're having just the most wonderful interactions together because with alcohol out of the way it's much more um sensual and it's much more um yeah. alive you know like they so it, it it's what they had before was good but this is like exceptional and so for them in their relationship it's it's just kind of kicked things up a notch because they they're enjoying that time together so much more um they were having a good time before but this is this is like really special and it's enhancing their the entirety of their relationship as well as they're enjoying a lot of you know beautiful
0: food so yeah it's sacred right like it is we don't often sit and think about it enough because it's something that we kind of just do you know and for many of us we don't have a huge amount of time so we grab that meal deal i don't know if they call them meal deals in the u.s but over here you know you grab yourself your crisps your your sandwiches and your chocolate bath or whatever and you, you know, you, maybe you even eat it walking back to the office or whatever. And, and I know that we live in the real world, but those, but tiny little things of bringing sacred time into food and just mm-hmm. taking that minute to just pause and breathe and, you know, make a kind of special protective energy around that, that moment. And, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be like a whole, ceremony right it doesn't have to be three or four hours on a on a sunday maybe that's not for everybody but it can be anything but yeah it it can't be for some of us and i think that's that's, it's probably a a good segue
1: into the chore side of things because certainly for me uh you know i said earlier i used to really enjoy cooking and it's in latter years Become something that I would avoid. Like the um, the husband used to do the cooking, and I used to avoid it. Um, and of course I'm now on my own, so I've got, got, got no option but to get back into it. Uh, but I and anybody that's been around me in this last uh, year or so will know that I, I had a real journey with this because I. To me, it was very much a chore and not just a chore, but something like very heavy because there I've got three meals a day, apart from when the kids were at school. And the whole thing, there was not one bit of it that I enjoyed. So I did not enjoy the working out, trying to think what to what to make try to create something then working out what ingredients you need then having to go to the shop for the stuff Mm. then having to come back and unpack the stuff and put it away then work out what's going off first and then meal plan accordingly Mm. then prep the stuff then cook the stuff then serve the stuff then have the kids usually Chester complain about the stuff um and so what I kind of got into this drudgery around it and also I, I'd really stopped enjoying eating and I used to really love my food and what I've what, what's happened in the last um year or so is that I've so structurally is different so I started getting these um I'm not going to name the brand because actually I get pissed off with them at times. So I don't really want to promote them, but I get one of these box things where you choose the meals. So they'll send you a menu and it's vast, you know, there's lots of things to choose from and they'll do meat options, veggie options, vegan options, gluten-free options. So you choose the meals that you want for the week. They then send you a box with purely what you need in it. No more, no less. So there's no waste. I really love that aspect of it. And you get a card. <laughs> so it tells you exactly how to make the stuff with pictures so you can't fuck it up. <laughs> so that that to me, despite the fact that I'd say about 20% of the time there's something wrong with the box that comes. But aside from that, it's been a real um, lifesaver for me because so much of the stuff that I hated has been extracted and taken away and dissolved. And what I'm left with is a... a a way to kind of fall back in love with cooking and food again. I actually do at times enjoy it because mm-hmm. it's taken the stress and the difficulty and what have you out of it. And I'm, I'm left with the component parts where, like you said, you know, put on some music and I cook, I've really got into where I can prepping early in the day mm-hmm. when, you know, for co- for us, coaching hours tend to be loaded towards the back end of the day. So if I can grab a spot at the beginning part of the day, even to just prep stuff Mm. or to park cook stuff so that Ellie of the afternoon is like, Oh, bless you. Thank you so much because Mm. the legwork's done. And then I've got more time or I have got time to then have the ritual of sitting down the reverence of, you know, um, appreciating where the food has come from and spending that time with the kids and actually, you know, enjoying the meal. The other thing that's happened, and this is quite a recent thing, and this is all tied up with, you know, the stuff around iron deficiency and what have you. Mm. So the big news was that I had my bloods done end of November or beginning of December. And that iron infusion that I had back mm-hmm. in May, uh, I've used half of it already. <laughs> so, um, and um, and I was starting to feel symptomatic again. And so I've made peace with the decision to go back to eating meat and fish, which uh was a really interesting thing. And I saw Dahlia, who was on our podcast, I saw her last week and I was talking to her about it. And it's because I and I'd applied the same thing of I'm just going to see what happens. So I'm going to give it six weeks and I'm going to see how I feel. And I'm going to get my blood work done again. And I'm going to see what's happened. So a bit of an experiment. And the it, it's not been the easiest decision. But the thing that's been quite surprising as a result of it is I've really started enjoying my food at a different level again. And so I'm not suggesting that, you know, that there's one kind of diet that suits everybody because I don't think that that's true. But I think I'd taken myself down a route that wasn't serving me and wasn't right for me and my body and my makeup and was actually quite damaging to me, my own health. And when I'm then in a place where I'm giving the body what it's really looking for, all of the enjoyments come back. I'm like, yes. ah. Yes. So uh, the, what I'm saying is that there are things, wherever you're at with food and cooking, and particularly, you know, if you're on this, in, in the camp, uh, to whatever degree that I was of, it's a chore and haven't got a lot of time. There are things that you can do and it doesn't have to be that, you know, one dimensional way of it is a chore and it's not enjoyable. And then the love gets sucked out of the whole
0: thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's true. I know that these things aren't always available or affordable for people. Um, but for many of us, we, we get into a certain way of doing things in a certain pattern. Um, and we just spending 10 minutes, just having a bit of Google, having a, having a good old Google in and around, you know, different kind of ways of setting up your weekly meal prep or, there was a there was a site I used. It was quite cool actually. Um, gosh, I can't remember what it was called now. But basically, what you did is it was really cheap. It was a pound a week or something. You said uh, what you know how you ate or whatever, and the kinds of ingredients you did or didn't want, and then it came up with a number of meal plans with recipes for you, and it gave you a shopping list to just print. Oh, so you cool. just what like walk to the shop and just buy what's on the list, and then come back and it's and it's so. You know, if you're like, there are ways that are kind of more, what's the word? More kind of like done with you rather than done. Do you know what I mean? Like, as done yeah. for you would be they literally send you the meals done, which is fucking expensive. Done with you is like they like you get. They send you, and there's varying degrees of that as well where you can get the, they don't send you the ingredients, but they send you like a recipe card and the spice boxes and you just go and grab the. And like, so it's mm-hmm. worth having a look at that stuff because I. We live in the real world and sometimes that middle ground, I know for me, the middle ground is very powerful. Like at the weekend, I liked, it would be, it's nice to spend some time actually doing some cooking and stuff. But during the week, I do not have time. Like there are some days in my week where I literally have like a half an hour window um, to kind of eat or something, which isn't perfect. And I wouldn't, necessarily have it set up that way, but living in the UK and having coaching hours in America and stuff, it's not easy, right? And then for many of us, we'll have kids and we've got jobs and we've got so finding that middle ground where you're looking in the direction of eating consciously and mm-hmm. honoring the fact that it's not perfect um and that's okay. Um mm-hmm. is it's really powerful. And you know, if you're if you're in a position where you've stopped drinking and you've suddenly this window is opened and you find yourself That interested in in nutrition and all that kind of stuff yeah like it's sitting in front of it all and not having any help can seem quite kind of overwhelming but your one you know one google search or one podcast or one quick easy recipe book away from things being entirely different um and yes sometimes i mean look it's hard right because now like finding if it is possible for us to find that hour on a sunday for example to batch cook a one pot thing with love it's a massive time saver it takes us an hour on a yes. sunday but it saves us half an hour every single day of the week or something like that because it's just one it's one meal dealt with monday through thursday or whatever right so yeah. sometimes those things are really worth thinking about like you know what could i do um yeah, yeah. i think i think it this is quite it's more of a there's a lot of spiritual Sort of stuff that when it comes to food, you know, there is with everything, but this is a really important element of this journey. And yeah, I I know when I said to you, like, oh, I wonder what are we going to talk about? But actually, it's quite a, it's quite a quite a cool thing to riff on this.
1: it is Well, the the, the other thing that I was thinking about as you were talking is the, so the, like aligned with the the conscious element is like making things a priority and caring enough about yourself yeah that you are going to schedule the time to do the batch cooking or you know like i said to you today because i tuesdays are like uh, oh my god well i should stop saying they're a nightmare they're not a nightmare they're just like busy. it's it's um, I'm, not, I'm not using the word busy i hate it um they're just intense. It's back-to-back calls, mm. so it's spending
0: time with you. Ugh. God, it's not—it's it. not a good way to start the day, is it? Draining. <laughs> oh, I love it.
1: I love it. it. Is this? And then it's—it's it's literally into back-to-back calls until eight o'clock at night. Like it's a—it's a heavy workload, and you can't do that with no fuel in the body. Mm. So I said to you earlier, like I—I I have to finish at twelve because that's the only window that I've got. To go and make myself something to eat and and eat it without you know trying to rush it down. Yeah. Uh, so you have to care enough about yourself and prioritize what you need. And the other thing that I would also say is to cut yourself enough slack that like it doesn't always have to be. At a certain level, so one of the things that yeah. I love about spending time with Dahlia is she's she's very practical and realistic, and you know I was having a conversation with her about how like Mondays and Tuesdays are really hard days because of what's in my schedule, and she'd said to me she was like like looking at what I eat on a on a Monday, and she went you're eating crap snacks, so if you're going to have snacks, if that's going to be the bulk of what because of the running about on a on a Monday. Then buy yourself posh snacks. You deserve better snacks. Give the crab snacks to the kids. You have the posh ones, and and then she said, and then the kids will start eating your posh snacks. That's happened. So I'm going to have to find some some better mechanism for this. And she said, look, if you're if you're eating a ready meal on a Monday, once a week, it's not a big deal. No, it exactly. really isn't a big deal. Yeah, that
0: kind of thing is is, it's it's really uh, coming from someone who's had some very very rocky times with food. Um the one of the most powerful things that I've had is to just release the idea of like any form of kind of perfection around this stuff and and just meeting myself in the middle with that. Because because you're so right. Um it's it's not yeah, having that ready meal on a day when it's like needed because it's because it's the only thing we've got. We need the calories and we're on the run or whatever, is you know, I really like this. I really like the the kind of like 80-20. You know, twenty percent of the time just not worrying, and then eighty percent of the time putting a bit of. Th- and that means that for like you know, for a good few meals a week, we can have those. We can have those times. We can have those snacks. We can, we can do that. So awesome, mate. What? I'm getting uh, hungry now. Thinking yeah, about me hungry. too. It's gonna say we. uh we're like, well, we'll have to put a pause in it because you've prioritized eating, and we're, it's coming up twelve p.m. So. Uh, yeah, let's go let's go eat some food. I'm also feeling hungry with all this talk of food as well. Um anything else we need to mention before we uh leave our lovely listeners to their day? I don't think so. I um, I really enjoyed
1: that. It was delicious. <laughs> oh god.
0: Shocking. Oh it's the best I can do. Will be, people will be cheering on this for ages. <laughs> right, this is fucking stopping now. I'm putting a stop to this.